No shame in my name. Hi guys, you're now listening to episode 93 of the No Shame in My Name podcast. I'm your host, Juliana, and today we're joined by a special guest. Clayton M. Coke. It's been a while since I think I last saw you at the podcast show. Indeed, that was in 2022. Yes, and now we're in this new crazy year. 23, yes, indeed. How have you been there? I've been really good, actually. Things have been going in a great direction. I feel very, very positive about the way that things are going. Um, a lot of things, after so many years of being middling, are starting to go right. Awesome. Well, I'm just going to say thank you again for um, joining us on this podcast today. And I'm just going to crack on with the first question. Um, what name are you bringing to the podcast today? The name is Clayton M. Cook. Okay, cool. So you bring your full name? My full name. Can you um, talk to me about, first of all, your first name, Clayton? What does it mean? It means, historically, it's an old English name. Okay. It means town or clay bed. I assume back in the day, if you had a ton of something, it was clay, it would be the foundation uh, of a, uh, a building or a house or whatever. But this is going back a few, a few hundred thousands of years, maybe, but it's an old English name. With, your, with Clayton, mm-hmm. do you know the story behind this name? Yeah, how did you end up with this well, name? Well, that's interesting because my father was a massive fan of Cassius Clay. Mm-hmm. And for people who are maybe slightly younger, Cassius Clay was the original name of Muhammad Ali. So my dad um, would be a type of person wanting to see Cassius Clay fight. He was incredibly exciting. Um, uh, and when he burst onto the boxing scene, everybody was talking about him, not just about the boxing, but also about the way that he talked. And I think my father had a strong feeling that that was that this guy was saying something. And I think my dad thought, you know, this guy's really inspirational. I want to call my son that. And I think probably my mother would have probably sort of said, mm, I'm not so sure about this. But then my Aunt Phyllis um, came in and stepped in and said, and I think she offered the name Clayton as a compromise. And we think which was, my mum would have probably been more prepared to accept. So, I mean, I, I learned this many years ago, but it came out bit by bit because... I think they were obviously much older and that was a different time. I think that they were more, not really, not really keen about sort of discussing the origins of names. This is your name and this is how you got it. My name is my name and that, that, that that's what you get. You, a lot of sort of people, my background's Jamaican. A lot of people have a home name. So they're, they're, their official name might be Clayton, but they may be called something completely different at home. And uh, so we, I, we never had that. It was just your name was your name. And when I worked in Croydon, there was a lovely lady called Barbara Moore. And she, she actually had a list. And she gave me the list when I left Croydon of all the different names that people would call me. People just, they, it's like they saw my face and they gave me the name of the person that they felt who I was. Um, with your other names? Yeah. So you said Clayton M. Coke. Yeah. What does the M stand for? I never tell people what the M stands for. Is this like inside information? It's inside information, okay, but cool. it, it, it depends. Normally I tell you my name, middle name is Marmaduke. Yeah. No, I, I like keeping that mystery. Okay, cool. I like keeping that M for mystery. mystery. M for mystery, yeah. Okay, cool. And then Coke, your Coke. name? Interesting again, Old English. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have to refer to my notes here because yeah, I've uh, made some notes about this, which is quite fascinating. Um, 
Yeah, it's an old English name. It's a derivative of the name or profession, cook. Because you know most people's names are usually something, tailor or knight, which desi was a designation of the job or the task that mm -hmm. they had. So obviously, cook, if obviously is a shortened version of cook. So there are two ways to spell cook, C-O-O-K and C-O-O-K-E. So one of the shortened versions of, 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 of cook was C-O-K-E, missing out one of the O's. Okay. So uh, there was a famous English judge called Sir Edward Cook, but he spelt it C-O-K-E, as in the drink. Mm -hmm. And we'll come back to the drink thing, obviously, at some point. Um, so he was around from 1552 to 1634. Um, um, so I spent a lot of my time in the legal profession as a lawyer. So what would happen is when you go to court and you're representing a client or you're defending a client, what tends to happen is the judge will be inside, but the usher will be outside. Um, and I think they call them different names now, but, um, but they used to call them ushers. But the usher would then say to you, oh, can I take your name? Uh, what was your role? Are you a barrister, solicitor, legal exec, whatever? And then present that to the judge. So she would say, okay, your name's Payton Coke, blah, blah, it's Mr. Coke. And then what would then happen is, is that she would then take that into the judge. The judge would then read it. And as far as he's concerned, legally, he's seen the word cook because of Sir Edward Cook. Mm -hmm. So he would then say, oh, hello, Mr. Cook, come in. You mentioned you're from West Indian origin. That's right. Have you ever looked into the history behind your last name? Like not, not originally, no. And I'll tell you the reason why. I'm waiting to get on one of those programmes, like, who do you think you are? Or was it who, who yeah, are you? Who whatever. You are, yeah. yeah, that's it. And so they can pay for it. <laughs> Has there ever been, like, a discussion in your family? No. Like... Not really, because... But I would always gravitate to people when I saw their names. Um, because there was a couple of people on LinkedIn with the last name Coke. Mm. And it's quite interesting. One of the ladies, she is a lady that runs a restaurant in North London. And at the same time, I think, what was happening? I think there was a funeral for someone in my family. And her, she didn't, she was supposed to cater for it, but she didn't cater for it. It was her daughter that came along. Mm. And I saw, and I saw, I still haven't met her. However, when her daughter came in, she goes, oh my, you look like Uncle Norman. Mm -hmm. So I think that we are related. So it's, yeah, most people have that. There's certain a relationship between them. Because she's Jamaican as well? Yeah. Okay, cool. Some people have that name separation, that home mm -hmm. name and, and, and professional name, if you want to call it that. But um, uh, not necessarily. I think the names tend to be aspirational. Okay. And I think that's what tends to drive that. They tend to be aspirational names. And so people tend to pick a name that they associate with something. That's why a lot of West Indians generally, and back in the day, had the name Winston. Winston Churchill? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I actually didn't know that. Yeah. So that so people pick aspirational names. But speaking of aspiration, can you talk to us more about what you do? I think I'm a person that believes in people and believes that there are great things that can be had from people when they work together when they build things together. Mm -hmm. And I'm a person that likes to inspire people. And I think that's what Clayton stands for. You know, when you need to be hyped up or when you need to be focused on doing something, Clayton's the guy that you call. 
how do you merge that into the Cashflow podcast? Like, how do you introduce um, that hyping up people with the podcast? We pick people who are interesting, not necessarily somebody who's got something to sell. If you had like a one-liner to describe to the audience what the Cashflow podcast is about, like, how would you um, categorize it? Real people, real business, real talk. I spent ages on that. (laughs) How did you get into finance and like business and entrepreneurship? My journey is goes back many years. I know it looks good, but many years. (laughs) But no, seriously, it goes back many years. Insofar as when I started and I left school, I knew I wanted to do something either in law or insurance or something like that, something business related. Was there any parental pressure involved? Not really, no, because to be totally honest, I knew what I wanted to do when I was nine years old. So it wasn't really a person I had to be prodded or pushed into making a decision. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And I can say up until this point, I've done literally everything that I've wanted to do. In a business, it taught me a lot about networking because in the legal profession, you didn't really network. You knew people, you knew people, you didn't know people. And that was it but going up to strangers and saying, hello, my name's Clayton. And, you know, helping that somebody might remember your name. That's why business cards are essential. I always carry a business card. <laughs> so that it, uh, it, people make no mistake about what my name is by the time that I've left, even if they remember it or don't remember it during the conversation. So that's important. But leading up until now, making that transfer from purely business to making my business podcasting, that's been a, a, a leap that I didn't really expect. I didn't realise that podcasting would be my the next step in my journey. And that's uh, been able to use all the things that I've learned from business, from law, and everything else that I've done and put it right back into the middle of podcasting. Okay. So, like, you're in different worlds, podcasting, you've dipped your hand yeah. yeah. in different industries. Yeah. Um, are there any names in this industry, in these industries, that you have a special affinity to? So there are two people that I find really interesting as far as business is concerned, and that mean a lot to me, and they are quite unlikely heroes. John Spedden Lewis from the John Lewis Partnership, and Julian Richer from Richer Sounds. Now, the main reason for my interest in those two people is the way that they focus on their workforce and actually making their workforce happy. And that's why people who tend to work for those companies tend to stay there for a long period of time. John Lewis, for example, is famous for its bonus. So when it's making money, everybody's part of the partnership. So for, for me, I think that there's obviously a mentality there that is conducive for good workplace situations and good business. Mm-hmm. And so those two are two people that I would say that inspire me and the way that I do things. For people listening who may or may not have an interest in business or finance, where do they get started if they want to learn about people like Julian Richer or business in general? I think business is everywhere. Everybody's got business. I was talking earlier with a couple of the ladies that you've got here on set and we were talking about how business works insofar as taking a chance and seeing how the chips fall and see what it what it happens. Culturally, as a culture, we don't like embarrassment. 
So th that then stops people from failing. So what I would say is number one, find out what you really are interested in business or if business is for you at all. Starting a business can be very lonely. It can be very depressing. Can you make a lot of money? Of course you can. But most people are just lucky enough to make enough to pay their bills, go on holidays a couple of um, uh, times a year and maybe have a nice car. Not everybody's going to be a multimillionaire. <laughs> I'm probably not the answer that people want to hear, but do your background, do your work, do your checks, do your due diligence, study the area that you get involved in. And don't necessarily put something out there which you haven't really researched. Because I've learned in my business, or in my predominant business, which is debt recovery and late payments, most businesses fail before they even start. And it's nice for people to go into new markets. We're good at choosing new names and individual names, but we're not very good at choosing new and individual businesses, which we probably haven't covered before or probably haven't been covered before. And I think that's an area that's to be explored. So I think that would be my advice. If you could leave one thing you want the audience to know about your name or names in general, what would it be? About my name, it would be that I think it's a name that stands for certainty, for quality, for sincerity. But I have got something I did prepare in terms of other people's names. Mm -hmm. Because I thought that be careful how you name your children, because it really does have a lasting impact on them and how others view them and they view themselves. So my thought would be names are like words. They're extremely powerful. Choose them wisely. Show podcast. Do you have any acts or like any events coming up or any episodes that you want people to listen to? There's some great episodes. What would be of interest to many people who are listening to this show would be the episode in relation to Dr. Elsa Zekeng. And she is a scientist entrepreneur, Charmaine Watkiss. She is uh, an artist who was a business person. She was in graphic design. And then she decided to give that up and do a master's in drawing at university. And now she's in the Tate Gallery. She's just opened up, a, uh, opened up an exhibition in Berlin. And, you know, I'm, I'm pleased to know these people because I, I see people who are great people who are very, very talented, but who may not get the opportunities to express themselves and share what they do. And they not just have a business aspect to it, they don't just have a business aspect to what they do, but they've also got an intrinsically human aspect to what they do. And that's what I like to see when I do this, the humanity. And so the podcast show isn't like a very dry business show. It's a, it's a, show, a business show that allows people to be themselves to share themselves, you know, very much like what you're doing. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank um, you for inviting me. I yeah. really, really appreciate it. It's yeah. really been an honour and a privilege to yeah, be here. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the No Shame In My Name podcast. Until the next time, bye.
Don't forget to like, share and follow our content. We're on Instagram at No Shame In My Name Pods.